Hi, my name is Elena Dacus, and I'm a host of Bossy Hills podcast. I'm a CEO, a business owner, and a corporate executive. For the last 15 years, I have bought and sold multiple companies worth up to 10 billion US dollars. I'm a wife, a daughter, and a mother of two crazy boys aged four and six. Join me here every week for the journey of personal development, self-discovery, and growth. I will be exploring new productivity hacks, time management tools, and business success strategies. I am obsessed with practical steps you can implement immediately to squeeze all the juice out of life and to become the best version of yourself, your authentic self. I know being a business owner can be a lonely experience, and that's why I love this loving and supportive community of like-minded women who support and cheer for each other. In this episode, I'm going to talk to um, about service-based companies. So if you have an idea about creating a service-based business or if you have a service-based company and you want to scale it or you have thoughts about potentially exiting that business and selling it to someone at a premium, then this uh, episode is for you. I'm going to show you six steps that you can take to transform your business to a business that can thrive without you, um, that can really scale and grow exponentially, and also some a business that you can sell at huge premiums to uh, potential buyers because your business will become so attractive and irresistible. So, um, first of all, the key complaints I hear from our clients at bossyheels.com or members of our community is um, that the reason why they went into a service business and created their own companies, they were looking for freedom uh, to do to be their own boss, to do what they love, to deliver great value to their customers. But where they find in themselves in reality is that business just doesn't exist without them. Uh, they're so connected inside it. In many cases, they're the ones that drive sales. They're the ones that have the relationship with clients. And what, of course, that means is that every single important meeting that happens with all important clients, they have to be there. They have to oversee the work of their team to make sure that the quality and the service that, the, that you provide is exceptional. And also, you cannot take any more work because every single additional client means that it's a requirement on your time and it's a drain on your time. And it's the key issue with you being able to take any more work and actually scale and grow your business. So I'm gonna give you six steps that you can take to transform your business to the business that will thrive without you. So first thing we do with our clients and advice that um, we give to our community members of our of bossyheels.com is that you need to look at all the services that you currently provide and really look at it in detail. And I want you to categorize your uh, services into three categories. First of all, is it valuable to your customers? Is this the service that they value the most? Um, is it teachable? Meaning, can you teach this um, to a new team member? Can you recruit other people to deliver it if you were to create very detailed instructions? And um, is it something that you, someone else can do it on your behalf? So is it teachable? 
isn't repeatable is number three, meaning that once the customer has bought it once, are they going to come back for this again and again? Or is it just a one type of service in the life cycle of that client? Ideally, what you're really after is something that um, is extremely valuable to your customers. It's teachable. You can teach someone else to um, do it and train someone to do this service. And then it's also repeatable, um, meaning that customer is going to buy it again, again and again. And this is probably one of the most valuable exercises you can do for your business. Because what tends to happen with lots of companies that perhaps very client-orientated, consultancy-based, um, what they tend to do is they tend to cater their solutions for the individual needs of people and their clients. And of course, what that means is that you will modify the type of service you deliver depending on different needs, which is very understandable, very common, but it's very difficult to scale that type of business because you're not focused on just one specialized product or service offering. So in order to scale and grow and have the business that you can potentially exit at a very high premiums, you really need to transform your business from a lot of offers and services into something where you are specialist, into one product or service offering. Ideally, we're looking for that one thing that you can be known for. So for one thing where in that category, you will dominate that category. You will become the brand name for that category. So what we're after is to find that one product and service that you can offer to your customers. Sometimes it can be a combination of few things that you currently deliver packaged into one package. Um, and this is what you will focus on. Ideally, it's something where you have that unique selling propositions, a competitive advantage. That's something that people cannot necessarily easily find anywhere else on the marketplace. Also something that you don't have to tender or submit RFPs for. Anywhere where you have to tender, as you know, is um, becomes a very difficult process to maintain your margins. Any tender, any RFP is gonna eat in your margins. It means that customers can find this product from other people on the marketplace. So really focus on finding what is it special about you? What can you deliver to people that's unique, that is your, your unique selling proposition? That is key. And then yes, we're looking for you to specialize on one thing. And the beauty of that is that you will be become extremely referable. Your clients, they will love the value that you are giving them and they will refer you to anyone else who they know that has the similar problem that you can solve. That's the beauty of it. And of course, another thing is that you can now write detailed uh, process instructions for your um, for for this uh, for this product. You can now teach your team members to deliver it, and you can recruit other team members into your team who will also support uh, support this. So that's another advantage. And actually, what we found one of the key learnings is once people did this exercise where they really did the itinerary of everything their business currently delivered. And they've written the process that they followed in order to do that. They have discovered their competitive advantage inside those process notes. Because it can be, it's just the way you do or how you work on uh, the deliver your process um, that is unique to you. And it will be unique to you because, of course, we all are very different. It could be the systems you use, um, the quality control services you have in place. Um, so it really is valuable. You will gain some incredible insights from just doing this one first step. 
So imagine you now have this one unique offering and you're going to need to test it, of course, with clients and really get that feedback, whether they agree that this is something they love to get from you, that you are really good at giving and providing, and they can come back for this over and over and again. So having that feedback from your current customer base is really important. And of course, then you would get that feedback, iterate on the process as well. You can now teach your team to do it and make sure that they follow that process and really don't deviate too much from it. It is quite critical that everyone follows the standard process. Um, and that becomes a blueprint for your business operational model. So once, it, once you have done that, you have now trained your team to deliver the service, you now need to tell all your current customers that this is going to be one thing you're going to be really specializing on. And that's going to be a hard bit for a lot of um, our entrepreneurs is because, of course, you have already established relationship with some of your clients. They're paying a huge amount of money for what they're getting. And it's a change, of course. It's now it's, it's, a, it's a different thing that you're following. So but once you've done that, once you say, well, actually, from now onwards, we want to focus on X, Y and Z. We're going to be dominating this category. Um, if you know anyone else who might benefit from our services, please do let us know. And what will now happen is you will actually open up to other clients and they will refer your services. You're now also ready to recruit the sales team. Not all sales will come from you. You are now ready to employ people to deliver that revenue growth for your business. Ideally, I would recommend at least two salespeople to come into your team so you have that competitive, competitive nature of performance that you can really track them and benchmark them against each other. And by you, you have the standard offering, you have the process, you can now ask them to try to sell this to your potential clients. And you're really looking for salespeople that are used to selling products, something physical product that they're used to selling because those uh, salespeople are used to really focusing on the process of sales, means that they look at the sales channel, sales funnel, how many leads they generate, and they know what the conversion rate of that would be. As versus compared to uh, consultancy-based salespeople, they're really used to selling based on individual needs of customers. They really cater company solution to what the client needs. You want to avoid that type of salespeople. So you now have the product, you've trained your team, you now have recruited the salespeople and they're now working on increasing your revenue. So and step number four is you need to set up a positive cash flow cycle. And that's probably one of the most crucial things you can do when you're either setting up a business or really preparing for the divestment of your company and selling it at huge premiums. Positive cash flow cycle. What does it mean? It means that you have such terms and conditions where the customers pay you upfront before you have to pay for your goods and services and your costs in your company. Uh, it's another way of calling this a working capital cycle. This is very important. Think of it as a, a magazine subscription model. For a magazine subscription model, you pay up front uh, ahead for the year worth of magazines, and then you will receive the magazines every month throughout the year, but you get the cash injection up front. This is an incredible business model and a setup. 
um, because of course you have this huge cash injection up front. You never need to worry about having the credit lines for your working capital available and you never need to worry that when you grow and scale and you increase your customer base substantially, you're not going to have the funds to be able to fund your costs because that is the key and very common problem, of course, with overtrading. This is why so many incredibly successful businesses really go into debt and can become bankrupt because they're growing too fast. Because the reason is they have to pay for variable costs, their goods and services, the staff, the manufacturing production costs first before they're getting paid from their clients. That's called working capital. So if you can reduce that working capital cycle to a minimum, you become extremely attractive for buyers. That is what a lot of buyers will be looking first and foremost. Companies that have a positive cash flow cycle will attract incredible premiums for your business. Um, so that is worth thinking about and really become a non-negotiable terms for your terms of business. Get your customers pay upfront critical. So once you have that, you have a positive cash flow cycle, you're focusing on one thing, you know how to deliver to the best quality possible, um, you have the team that knows how to do it, you have a sales team that's generating revenue. You are now need to put in the place the metrics and KPIs to track and manage your business. That this is what you will focus on. It, it involves customer satisfaction, costs, how people are following your process, what, how many leads um, sales team are contacting. So you can really more, step away and manage your, your business from a bit of a distance. You can now focus on strategy and growth and scaling your business rather than running day-to-day -day operations. Once that has been established and you've been really getting some results with the system, maybe six to 12 months time, you're also ready to set up a management system in place, a management layer in place. Perhaps from people that are already currently involved in your company, they have experience, they are ready to be promoted. You wanna have a sales manager, you wanna have someone who manages your operations and a back office, um, and also make sure that they have a long-term incentive program in place that they're motivated by the long-term success of the business. But I would really stay away from giving out equity to your team because if you think about divesting your company at some point in the future, equity and equity shares, it becomes really difficult to manage in that process. So any other forms of long-term incentive programs are really are acceptable. So really, you, you now is you're just tracking your business, you're focusing on one thing, you're growing revenue. You really now need to f uh, understand and articulate your growth and scalability strategy. How are you gonna grow now? Is it gonna be geographically? Is it more markets that you can take? Where else can you find clients? Is it virtually? So really articulation on paper, your long-term strategic plan and your growth strategy is gonna be really important. And also key metrics and targets that you're looking to hit for your revenue, for your profitability is going to be key. And that's the key for your business to really have some milestones to aim towards um, for you to achieve in those. But it's also going to be something that you can use longer term for when the divestment process and you're looking to exit your company and sell it to someone that you can demonstrate to them 
what is your path to success looks like what is your growth strategy looks like what is injection in your business will bring to the growth because the only reason why someone will want to buy your company is two things it's either they achieve incredible synergies when they buy your company because they can save costs on uh, staff overheads um, etc or by them because they bring capital and the injection of capital into your business they can see how exponentially it can grow with their financial capability so really now you will have the business uh, it's running you can recruit more salespeople and the recruit more salespeople you will grow um, your revenue line you can recruit more team members to deliver your service and really the focus should be on the quality and building their reputation really dominating that category for your product and service offering you should feel a lot better now you have an incredible growing successful business you that thrives without you it doesn't depend on you being there on the hours that you spend on your company to be successful you can feel like you can step away from it and really focus on a big picture on a long-term strategy um, and you should feel a lot better now so the balance between work and life should feel a much better now and if you are interested in selling it at some point in the future perhaps after you've seen a year of um consistent growth and consistent returns especially with a positive cash flow cycle you can think about exiting and the first thing i would recommend is you need to have a number in your head that you're comfortable selling your company for and you the way this would work and i will have a different um, episode that talks about in detail how does the divestment process works who you need to contact in terms of broker brokers and m a boutiques how you need to value your company what is your company worth to make sure that you don't you know you really put in a great position from a negotiation perspective and also a video how you actually go about negotiating the sales of a company because it is so important to come prepared into those conversations so if this was valuable um I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know how you get on. If you have any questions, comments, uh, please get in touch at bossyheels.com or on Instagram at Bossy Heels Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Um, I'd love to know how you get on, what challenges or questions you have. We also have a, a membership service right now open for uh, small businesses or growing businesses that want to scale where it's a community of entrepreneurs and we give you a blueprint uh, the information how to support your business at every stage of the life cycle on of your business we have weekly coaching calls accountability calls an incredible community of like-minded people that you support each other because actually growing together with the environment that you've got someone else to rely on is going to save you so much time and will save so much time and money and will save you a lot of mistakes uh, that could have happened along the way. So yes, we're here for you and we really uh, want to make sure that you are successful. So do get in touch at bossyheels.com.